Hey friends, and welcome to the Hungry for Results podcast. I'm your host, Lori Nadescu, elite athlete and sports dietitian. And this is the podcast where we talk to athletes and experts about how to use food as fuel to get the results you're hungry for. Before I dive into today's episode, I have some exciting updates. First of all, if you listen to our first episode with Dr. Luke Russell, he was able to compete in the American Berkebiner and did make his result of the elite wave. So congratulations, Luke. Really excited that we got to touch base about your fueling strategy for the Nordic Ski Marathon and very excited for you that it played out and helped you achieve the result you were hungry for. Head on over to HungryForResults.com to check out the latest posts, including some new original recipes and the latest information on an exciting partnership where I'm collaborating with Bike Tour Japan and setting up a really exciting training camp and cultural immersion in Japan in October. So head to the website and check out the information for that if you're looking to train somewhere exotic and have a really once-in-a-lifetime experience, and we can get to train together, which is really exciting. That's about it for updates for now. Let's dive into this week's episode. A great thing about podcasts is you can record from just about anywhere, which is very fitting with my current lifestyle. If you've been following on social media at Hungry for Results, you've noticed I've left Minnesota behind made my way to Tucson, and then just finished up a five-day bike race in Redlands, California. During that race, I got a chance to sit down with friend and teammate Stephanie Sidlick to chat about her nutrition, her fueling plan, how she's reevaluated that plan, and the success that it's brought her. Okay, hi. My name is Steph Sidlick. I am a chemistry professor at Carnegie Mellon University, um, and I'm also a semi-professional cyclist. Um, and so we were here this week in Redlands, California, competing in the Redlands Bicycle Classic, which is a five-day stage race, um, and it was a ton of fun with our team. Um, my best finish was 10th place on kind of the epic road race day. Um, so I was really stoked about that. Um, we had a teammate actually finish fourth on that day, and we were up to fifth in the Team GC, which was pretty exciting. Um, and yeah. All right. So, Steph, I'm super excited to be with you here right now on this podcast and also on Redlands this week, racing for Femikeep, and we had some awesome results, you had some awesome results, and we had some good teamwork. And something that has really made those results play out better has been nutrition, is that right? That's absolutely true. (laughs) Um, So I've always kind of thought of myself as like a nutrition nerd. Um, Being a chemistry person, um, you really like playing in the kitchen. There's a lot of connections between chemistry and cooking, and so I've loved playing in the kitchen and always considered myself like fairly knowledgeable about nutrition, Um, but actually I learned I was doing it totally wrong from Lori. And and that happens a lot. So that is a super common thing with athletes is you kind of get into what you think is correct based on, you know, whatever your background knowledge is and you kind of run with that. 
And then there's this uh-oh moment. So why don't you tell us about one of those light bulb uh-oh moments? <laughs> so I was lucky enough to race with uh, Lori for the first time last year on a composite team that we had put together. And uh, I think it was like at Tour of the Gila. Yes. Um, and, you know, I was eating my like salads and vegetables. And I'm like, oh, my stomach hurts. And Lori would just like look at my food every day and be like, nope. <laughs> and I'm like, but this is what I eat at home. Like, why wouldn't this work? This seems like a great idea. Um, but like, I just really struggled with like energy and digestion and like, just like, didn't get it. Um, yeah, there were a lot of problems. And I think that's hilarious that that's my reaction to people's food <laughs> is just staring at it and be like, nah, no, no, you are doing it wrong. Um, but I do it with love. And but your, your food always looked really, really good. Yeah, like, that's that was good. Thing. You're saying like, nope to my food. And I'm like, well, her food looks better anyways. So mm. I'm going to transition away from racing and just be team chef from yeah. now on. This is oh my, my gosh. This is my true Dream. role. <laughs> so with that and with like having low energy and struggling with good digestion and always feeling a little like too full and having an upset stomach throughout race week is not ideal. Like those is pretty much Terrible. the horrible <laughs> conditions. So, yep. so we don't want that. And one of the biggest things that I realized for myself and through nutrition education in my profession and kind of brought to other cyclists is the salad ban. So, so good. Yeah. <laughs> so a little bit about salad ban on race week is you always go in and you'll see cyclists eating these big giant bowls of salad. Because that's good for us. It we is. We love it. Yes. And for training and when we're doing low intensity, it's wonderful. Yep. Big bowls of salads but. are great most <laughs> of the time. Most of the time. And we all really do eat giant bowls of salad. Like, really? this isn't just for the gram, guys. <laughs> this is in real life. Um, but on race week, it's not exactly the most appropriate way to fuel your body for a five-day stage race. So... I really like to put in what I call the salad ban, and that is for race week, no salads. Like, pretty much very, very low vegetables. Um, and Steph, you tried this out. Yeah, so basically this was all of last year. I just was having all this, like, stomach trouble, low energy. Um, like, my results weren't up to where I wanted them to be. And so finally, like, this spring when I was going out for a training trip to Tucson, it was going to be really high intensity, high volume, and I was like... I need to do something different. Lori, please help me. <laughs> and thank goodness I asked. Um, and so, you know, she eased me into the salad ban. She's like, well, maybe just a small amount of salad. And if, kind of the idea was like, if you eat vegetables, cook them to make them easier to digest. And so I went out. Um, I had been inside on the trigger because I live in Pittsburgh uh, basically all winter and then went out to Tucson to do 25 hours of training over five days. Really cramming it in. <laughs> like the winter cram. <laughs> yep. Um, and so, you know, I, I tried basically to follow exactly the advice Lori gave me. You know, I, I bought myself a small amount of salad and was like, okay, like if I really can't let go, it's here. I can have a little bit of it. I found that like just by cooking my vegetables and like eating kind of the more substantial like pasta, um, proteins, I was feeling a lot better. And like, 
I like really, really did well with like this huge intensity and volume that I did. And so I was like, okay, well that worked. So now as we're like getting into race season, I kind of took that and have like transferred it into um, racing. Two weeks ago, I did tour of the Southern Highlands down in Georgia. Um, won the TT and ended up third in GC and, uh, my stomach didn't hurt at all. I had great energy all the way through. That's what we want. Yep. And, you know, same thing, like this week as we were racing all the way through, like I haven't had any of the issues I had last year and I didn't eat salad during racing. Right. (laughs) And it seems like such a silly thing because salads are healthy, right? They're, they're good, healthy foods. So taking them away from the diet to many people, it's like a hard transition. It's like, really rough. wait, you want me to stop (laughs) eating salad? Yes. Yes, I do. And throughout race week, um, there's no, barely any vegetables in my diet. And there's a few reasons for this. And like Steph mentioned, her digestion and vegetables, especially raw vegetables in enormous portions of our pro athlete salads are very hard to digest. They're hard on the stomach. They sit there and they cause issues that you don't want to have when you're out riding your bike for hours and hours. Another reason is the energy levels that you get or the calories that you get from raw vegetables. And how many calories are in a cup of carrots? Like about 50? I'm pretty sure 50. That's not very many. And a cup of carrots is pretty filling, right? Same with a cup of kale, right? It's a pretty filling food. Delicious. Delicious. (laughs) But it doesn't give you a lot of energy and yet you feel full. That's great for when you're sitting at the office, right? And you need to get through a work day and you're just sitting there. But when you're going to go out and expend, you know, 700 plus calories per hour, you don't want to be filled up on 100 calories of kale. Like that's not going to get you very far. In the races here at Redlands, 100 kale calories not going to get you... Not are <laughs> neutral. No, exactly. <laughs> neutral rollout, got nothing on kale. So um, you really need more energy. And if you're just eating all those raw salads and all of that roughage and bulk, you're not going to have the hunger and the appetite for eating the foods that really supply the calories you need. So by getting rid of that salad, you allow yourself and your stomach a lot more room Um, to get in the calories that you really need. So instead of eating salad, what are some foods that you replaced your your calories with? Um, So the big thing that I have started making when I go to the races is I'll just like make up a pot of pasta. Um, I do eat wheat, so whole wheat pasta for me. Um, Depending on how I'm feeling, if it's going to be like really intense, the whole wheat also goes away. That makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, kind of for me personally, I noticed like regular pasta, like not whole wheat, better for eating before racing. Yep. Kind of obvious again. Mm-hmm. Along <laughs> these lines, the that we're simpler you about. can make the yep. food, the better. <laughs> yep. Um, and so I like doing that with um, some sort of protein and sauce, and then all I can cook some corn and spinach and just just a little bit of the vegetables in there Mm -hmm. but they're cooked yeah and you're using (laughs) instead of having like a gigantic bowl of corn and spinach with a handful of pasta you're reversing that equation right 
just just because it's difficult for me to totally let go yeah, yeah. of my vegetables. <laughs> it's a slow transition. And of course, vegetables, you know, they supply so many good nutrients um, and color for the plate. Yep. So it's uplifting to see a colorful yep. plate of food at the end of a race. So you don't need to get rid of them completely, but definitely lower them, lower the importance during race week. Um, and then one big thing is, so the salad ban usually comes into play. <laughs> the salad ban, um, usually like a day or two before race day, you want to ease your gut, you know, give it some easier to digest foods, increase your energy, increase the amount of carbohydrates you're eating, um, and limit those vegetables. And then after the last stage of the race, we all break out our <laughs> giant so bowls of salad. Um, and we just had dinner together here. And it was a an incredible amount of salad <laughs> was consumed. Although I did learn um, that my body still has some trouble transitioning back. So I actually held back on my salad. So yeah. I didn't go full, full size salad. I went a half size salad. No, that salad. was smart. I went full size <laughs> salad and it took me, I think I was eating the salad for like two hours. It was a slow eating salad just because my body was like, whoa, this is what is this? Yeah. <laughs> After days of just rice and yeah. maple syrup, you're yep. giving me all these vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So easy in and out. Yeah. A surprisingly delicious combination if you're having trouble digesting things. Eggs, rice, maple syrup. Yes, it's a go-to. Add some salt. Delicious. It's so good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good. All right. So I think that sums up about the salad ban. Um, I definitely think that if you're trying to race in any long distance race, especially a stage race, you should try this ban out for yourself. See if it works. Really? Yes. <laughs> Advice from the real athletes yeah. here. Try the salad ban. Yeah. Um, see Even how if it you're works. stubborn and love salad like yes. me, eventually, if you're smart, you'll give in yeah. because Lori's really smart. This is, yeah, this will benefit you. I promise. I'm not trying to get you off vegetables. It's yeah. only for a few days yeah. <laughs> and then you can return to it. Um, but definitely give it a shot. See if your energy levels go up and um, hopefully that'll give you some better race results. So Steph, this is the Hungry for Results podcast. Can you tell us a result that you're currently hungry for? Ooh, well, we have some good races coming up. Um, next race for us is Joe Martin. Um, and there is an uphill time trial that um, the last two years I finished 10th and 11th in. And so I'd really like to crack top five this year. I think you got I can, it. especially with my new nutrition plan. That's right. Yep. Salad ban in effect for the time trial. <laughs> you got this. Thanks so much for joining us, Steph. Thanks for having me. It was super fun to catch up with Steph about the stage race and her nutrition plan throughout because using food as fuel definitely helped secure her superb performances to kick off the season. Um, and to recap about the salad ban, this is something that came about after watching so many athletes just eat bowls of roughage and then not be able to perform and wonder why. When you're having a giant bowl of spinach and carrots and broccoli, you could eat six cups of food and only take in about 150 calories. And 150 calories is not a lot of calories considering a single gel is about 100 calories and a bottle of sport mix could be up to 250 calories. So an active body definitely requires more fuel to use as energy than salad vegetables can provide. 
the bulkiness and amount of chewing you have to do to eat all of those salad vegetables is extremely filling for the body. So it really takes away from the amount of caloric and carbohydrate dense foods that you can fuel your body with um, if you're relying on those large portions of raw vegetables. And it also works against digestion. And if you're racing in any sport, you don't wanna go through a, one stage, let alone five, with an upset stomach that's having difficulties digesting food. So having a salad ban is a very smart tactic that any athlete going into a heavy training period or intense stage race can implement to try to put the focus on calorie and carbohydrate rich foods to get the most out of their nutrition and therefore achieve higher performance. I would say the day or two days before your race when you're implementing your carbohydrate load, take out the salad, take out most vegetables altogether, and really rely on those carbohydrate-dense foods to get you through. That's where all your energy is going to come from, and you're going to get the most bang from your calories nutritionally. So for your next race, try implementing the salad ban and report back to Hungry for Results. Let me know how it went, if it improved your digestion and your energy levels, and if it allowed you to achieve the results you're hungry for. Also, remember that the salad ban is for racing and for getting the most out of your calories, appetite, and energy levels for either a very heavy training block or a stage race. After this race is completed, um, usually after the last stage, after you've got your recovery or when your training trip or camp is ending, it's a very good idea for your overall health, for weight control, for nutrient um, consumption to add those big, giant, colorful, nutrient-rich salads back into your diet. Um, so I don't want anyone to walk away from this thinking that I'm preaching no salad for life. Definitely love my salad, but there is a time and a place for certain things, and during racing is not the time to be consuming those big bowls of salad. So again, when you're done racing, put those salads back into your diet. Your body will be very happy to have them. Your body will actually really crave that salad um, after you've had that break and to get away from the sugary sport food and carbohydrates that you've been used to over the past several days. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of the Hungry for Results podcast. We'll be back shortly with a brand new episode talking to some of the amazing cyclists who are currently staying at the home stretch in Tucson, Arizona. So in the meantime, please check out HungryForResults.com for all the latest recipes, fitness, and nutrition posts. And don't forget, if you're struggling with your sports nutrition or nutrition in any part of your life, schedule a consult with me so we can work out what nutrition is best for your body to get the results you're hungry for. Remember that this podcast is meant to inspire new habits and discuss the latest trends um, from athletes and experts. It is not meant to diagnose or provide specific individual nutrition advice. If you're looking for that, definitely sign up for a consult or consult HungryForResults.com for more information. Thanks!